Hey, welcome Sox fans to Good Guys Talk Back, episode 25. This is your fan-centric, blue-collar Chicago White Sox podcast. We are recording on Wednesday, June 5th. I really appreciate you being with us. If this is your first time to Good Guys Talk Back, uh, welcome. If you've been with us since episode 1, Welcome back. Uh, my name is Nick Morawski, and uh, my co-host, uh, Jeff Julian, is on vacation for the next few weeks, so I will be flying uh, solo. Uh, this episode uh, here, 25, is being recorded uh, right after this, this Washington Nationals series. Um, Pretty rough series, a two-game sweep at the hands of the Nats uh, in Washington. Uh, Sox are sitting at 29 and and 32 right now. Um, You know, game one, uh, Lopez is on the hill. Sox have got an early 5-0 lead um, against Strasburg, and then it just just tanks. Um, Lopez, you know... (sighs) Lopez looks lost right now, and I really thought, here's a guy that you know might have a chip on his shoulder going into Washington. Uh, the Nats uh, traded, of course, Giolito, uh, Lopez, uh, Dunning, to the Sox for Adam Eaton, and uh, that, that was three years ago. Um, and here, here's a guy that had a great 2018 you know, a little up and down, but finished strong, right? And he's got the stuff, and we've witnessed some some great performances this season. Uh, but you know, Lopez, he just he's sitting at three and six now with a th- with a six six two ERA. Um, not even close to to being an ace of the staff conversation. Um, you know it. He he looks sometimes like such a dominating pitcher. He's got a fastball that can run 97, sometimes 98. He's just got the presence on the mound. But sometimes when you look at his stuff, you know, it, he's just missing spots or he doesn't have the wipeout stuff uh, that we need. You know, of course, we're following Giolito's 2019 season here so closely and it's really exciting when we're going to talk about Gio in just a little bit but you know Gio's got the wipeout stuff when he needs a nasty breaking ball or when he needs a changeup, or when he needs a rising fastball uh, to get out of a jam he's got it Lopez just doesn't have that nasty stuff right now and when he gets hurt it's because he missed spots and his ball has no movement you know, I, I, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for that velocity to take maybe that fastball uh, rising out of the zone, uh, cutting out of the zone, some movement on that fastball. And he's got to establish a changeup, uh, a, a dipping changeup, you know, that's not going to sit at the belt or, or by the letters. You know, guys, guys are bombing that pitch. Uh, and we saw that. A little bit in the game one, um, you know, against the Nats. You know, it wasn't all him. You know, the bullpen uh, imploded for us. But you know, I, 
I'm really rooting for, for Lopez. I, I really am. Like, I, I want to, at the end of this 2019 season, I want to be able to say that Giolito has got ace-like stuff, and we're going to pencil him in in maybe two or three. Because I, I still think we need to get that proven veteran, uh, you know, top-of-the-rotation guy. A, a guy like, like maybe Cole, Garrett Cole, or, or who knows. Maybe, maybe we're trading, maybe we're buyers uh, in, in late July. I, I was hoping Lopez was going to be, you know, two-three with Giolito. Right now, yeah, he, he looks like maybe a fifth. I mean, fourth is very generous. You know, I, I'm pulling for him because I've seen what he's been able to do. You know, uh, but I, really disappointing stuff. Um, game one against the Nats, especially when, when your team gives you a five-run lead in the first. And, and that just gets pissed away. Uh, and then game two, this afternoon game, uh, you know, Covey battled, uh, but Covey's doing what Covey does. You know, we got out of Covey what, what I expected we're going to get out of him. And to have three errors, and, and Anderson, you know, he had a pop-up in, in, in shallow, very shallow center field. It was an extended shortstop. He almost had no business making that play. The ball drifted on him, and he completely muffed it. And yeah, it's just aggravating, you know. It's to see those, to, to give a team an extended inning, give them extra outs. And Nats aren't lighting the world on fire. They're really not. Uh, they came in, in with a worse record than the Sox. Um, but they can hit. They've got some guys that can hit. And they kept battling. And, you know, in, in yesterday's game and in today. Uh, we saw what happens when you when you when you let a team have an extended inning. Um, you know, Colome got roughed up for the first time in what feels like forever. Um, you know, he's he's been having an amazing season. Uh, so it, tough two games after what was such an amazing homestand for the Sox, and we're talking about a six and one homestand. They swept Kansas City, and no apologies. Yeah, yeah, we swept Kansas City, and Kansas City's got awful this year. But they're on the schedule, and and if they're on the schedule, play them, beat them, you know. Um, don't let them creep in and think that they can hang with you, you know. So we sweep Kansas City, um, and then and then we've got a Cleveland team that is up and down. It's it's tough to figure out this Cleveland team. Uh, I feel like they're one. One foot in, one foot out. Um, you know the window is closing for them, but they still have some life. And and the Sacks go ahead and take three of four uh, from Cleveland and defend uh, defend Sox Park rather well. Uh, Saturday game three against Cleveland was their was their lone blemish. Um, and then here you go. Here's the highlight. The next day on Sunday. Uh, the Sox throw Giolito, and he does what he's supposed to do. Okay, He stops the one-game losing streak. He's the stopper, uh, and he threw ace-like stuff again on Sunday. I, I, I was fortunate enough to be at the game, uh, the day game on Sunday, and lively crowd, um, you know, a little over 26,000 in it the whole time. Uh, Giolito, 
uh, gets up, you know, uh, nine, ten strikeouts, getting out of jams, you know, throwing his nasty stuff when he needs to. It was a tight game. And, and the beauty of that is we didn't have our offense like we had the rest of the homestand on Sunday. Uh, it, was, it was a tight game. It was one nothing going into late in the game, and then the Sox pick up an insurance run thanks to Anderson's bat. But, you know, that's the beauty of Giolito is right now he's putting up the numbers. He's eight and one ERA under three, but he also has this come, uh, you know, jump on my back mentality. Um, I, the bats aren't here today, but that's okay. Cause I'm locked in right now. And, and we need that. We need that guy. Um, and it, he, again, Giolito's not the guy I thought it was going to be. I, I think a lot of us thought it was going to be, Carlos Rodon, you know, uh, things happen. He's gone, and we don't know when he's going to come back, if he'll ever come back in a Sox uniform. Uh, in my mind, personally, I thought Lopez was second man up after the year he had. And then I thought, well, Giolito, I think, is still a project. And, you know, we talked about it in episode 24, the work that Giolito has put in in the offseason and, and trusting his stuff. You know, having guys like McCann catching him and, and believing in his stuff. And, and, you know, he's being set up for success with the people around him. And he's trusting the people around him. And he's putting together uh, a hell of a season here. An all-star-like season right now. Um, so it's becoming to be like a, you know, when Sale used to pitch, it was, oh, it's Chris Sale day. Um, you know, you can kind of sit back, relax. Uh, it's sale. This this feels good. You can breathe easy, um, and and now it's it's Giolito. Oh, it's it, Gio's on the mound. So just relax. It's all good, and and that's great, and that's refreshing, and it's fun to have those guys and and watch these seasons. And I do think this is going to continue to trend for Gio, and I think he he's turning into the guy that we thought he was going to be, or at least the Sox brass thought he was going to be, but. My, my issue, and I know Sox fans are, are just begging for this, is we want to have more of a complete staff. I just don't want to be waiting for one guy to show up in the rotation and, and we can get all excited. It's, it's, it's Gio. I want to be excited about Lopez, and I'm looking forward to being excited about Kopech and Cease and, and, and any other arms that, that hopefully um, – you know, Sox front office can bring in. I, I want that complete staff. And it's right now the patience is, is, is being tried by Sox fans here in year three of the rebuild. Um, awesome to see what Gio's putting together. And, you know, if I, you know, you can vote him into the all-star game, I would, but obviously pitchers, uh, it's more of a manager's decision, but I, I think you're going to see him, um, you know, in the midsummer classic, um, uh, just been exciting to watch uh, these last two games against the Nats not so much but you know before this Washington trip this team this team was really trending in the right direction sitting at one game under 500 and uh, what else can you ask for early in June after the offseason that we had what else can you ask for to see competitive fun baseball and, you know, the fans are going to start coming out. Warmer weather's on the way. You know, school gets out. And, and Sunday was just so great to watch.
because you got this 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 wonderful pitching matchup, and Gio's battling, and, and you know there's some great defensive behind him from uh, Lurie Garcia, and you know fans are in it, and and I don't see the wave being started at all, even though, you know it might be a boring game to a lot of people this day and age, a one nothing game, you know ended up being two nothing, obviously not a lot of offense. But it was exciting, the game within the game within the game. And, you know, fans are really appreciating the performance that uh, guys like Gio put out, but guys like Garcia and Mancata at third. And, you know, we talked about Anderson's defense. Uh, gosh, that's got a long way to come. But, you know, he's been stepping up in, in, in the offense, uh, offensive world. And then, of course, Abreu. I mean, that guy continues to mash, uh, especially when we need him. So... Um, tough pill to swallow uh, here in Washington, especially after that amazing uh, homestand. But uh, again, you're seeing you're seeing guys like uh, Geo emerging and, and Anderson continuing to emerge, and Abreu and Mancada. And again, you you know close your eyes to what happened with Colome today. But it's been it's been for the most part Colome. I mean, he shut that game down um, on Sunday. Uh, and it was a tight, tight game. Uh, so you're looking at, you know, in, in average RBI saves, ERA wins for, for a pitcher, for a starting pitcher. Sox are in like the top five, top eight in the American League. We've got a guy in those slots in just about every category. Uh, so when you're looking at the all-star ballots, which have come out, you can start voting multiple times. Uh, a day, you seriously. We, we've got guys. If you're looking at, you know, Anderson, Abreu, McCann potentially, Mancada, and then you throw Geo and Colome. I mean, we can have six guys at the All Star game. That's insane. We had one rep from 2018, and that was Abreu. So. You know, it's the patient game. This team is is heading in the right direction, which makes these games like, you know, in Washington so difficult to swallow because you've seen how great they can play. And you've seen the difference from 2018. And, and you want to see that continue to trend. They're just not there yet. They just don't have... A, a, a pitching staff that has Banuelos, Nova, and Covey you know they're they're not going to win the the division, and and you're just not right now. Minnesota is is running away with this thing, um, but what is happening? The Sox are sniffing the wild card. Um, the Sox are you know sitting at two and a half out of the wild card. Yeah, there's a lot of teams in, ahead of us, but you know keep you know keep being around there. That that's fun. That that's fun to watch uh, this summer. You know, seeing these guys continue to develop, um, and I, they're going to continue to get better. Jimenez has got to get better, he, and, and, and he will. He can't hit a slider. He can't hit a breaking ball. He, he looks goofy. He absolutely looks goofy. But you throw him a fastball, and he's going to rope it. You know, he's going to start seeing his pitches better. This is Mankata from last year. I mean, Mankata looks completely different than he did in 2018. I mean, look at the bomb he hit in game one of the National Series. I mean, that's just a small, small sample size.
But then look at his swing. Break down his swing. How he approaches an at-bat. Having him in the two-hole is so great because he gets to see pitches while on deck. He gets to see what this guy has to offer. And he could choose to be aggressive as a number two hitter. You know, he doesn't have to worry about, oh, I got to see pitches. I need to get on, on base as a leadoff hitter. I can be aggressive in that two hole and jump all over a first pitch fastball, a get me over breaking ball. You know, and, and, and that's where Jimenez is, is, is going to be. I, I really believe, you know, he, too many people have said he's a can't miss, uh, right? For him to be a miss or a bust. And, and I'm not even, you know, I. I, I was aggravated with Mankata last season, but you know you, you got to be patient in this process. And you know I, I'm glad Eloy is, is healthy now and he's getting the at bats that he needs to get. And you know when we're looking at you know we're looking at the future here, uh, and, and you know Jimenez is here and he he was someone we talked about last year. And and well, well who else? And, and that's where I start talking about Cease again. And, and I'm not saying call up Dylan Cease right now because of Nova, because of Banuelos, because of Covey. I'm saying call up Dylan Cease because of Dylan Cease. You know, he's got the stuff. What else does he need to prove? You know, I'm not saying we're going to put him in to one of those, you know, Nova, Kovi, or Banuelos slots in the rotation, and all of a sudden this team is going to take off and start competing with Minnesota. I'm saying get Cease up here so he could start getting his lumps. He could start learning what he's got at the major league level, what he might need to work on throughout this season and into the offseason. You know, we know he's got the confidence. We know he's got the stuff. So bring him up, you know, if it's a, if it's a something that looks more like a project and it's going to trend down and we're, we're threatening his confidence, well, then he goes back to AAA. Sure, I don't want to play the revolving door with him, but get him up, get his innings in, you know, don't overwork him. You know, I know that, I know, I know that there's a plan in place. Okay. This is still 2019. This isn't the magic 2020 competing year. But that just because we're not at the competing year doesn't mean we don't deserve to have a guy like Dylan Cease start testing his worth at the major league level. Because the numbers he's putting up in AAA, I don't know if I can believe those numbers. Because, well, what kind of competition down is is in AAA? I think his stuff is so good, it's almost unfair. So let's see what he can do you know, in the bigs, and here we're sitting almost, uh, almost middle June, and, 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 I, and I have a feeling it, it's going to happen soon. It, it has to, right? It has to, and, and I think that's just going to be another shot in the arm uh, for the fans and, and for this team. Um, speaking of future, uh, Sox just went through another MLB draft. Uh, they draft their highest uh, highest slot during this re- rebuild process. They had the number three pick, and um, everybody, you know, all the uh, pundits, all the experts uh, were kind of all over this pick months ago. Um, and Andrew Vaughn, uh, first baseman from California, he landed, uh, 
He landed in the Sox lap. Uh, everything I read about Andrew Vaughn is just an explosive bat. One of the best hitters in, in the last eight to 10 years. Uh, should be a guy that rises through the minors fairly quickly. I like that he's a first baseman. I think we're still in flux at first base. Um, you know, it, was, it wasn't a number one pick. It wasn't a number two pick. Sox aren't going to have a number one pick or a number two pick during this rebuild. Okay. Uh, is that going to hurt them? I don't know. Um, but you can only do what you can do, right? And taking a guy like Andrew Vaughn, who's an explosive bat, you know, right-handed bat, we, we need those guys, right? I, you know, and, and again, some of these guys, they might not see the White Sox uh, at the big league level. They might be used as pawns and other deals. Uh, and I'm not saying Vaughn is a guy that I've even heard referenced, but, you know, I, I, hey, talent is talent, and it's, it's great to see the Sox in this situation add another guy, and they added a few um, high school arms. I thought it was a great draft, and, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, you, you look at a guy like Nick Madrigal, who was their pick last year at number four. You know, he recently has now been promoted to AA Birmingham. You got a guy like uh, Luis Robert, who was... Uh, a coveted international signing a few years ago, who's just, I think, going to be a stud. Uh, you know, he's in, he's in Birmingham sniffing uh, at Charlotte. Um, you know, check out video of these guys. Check out video of Vaughn. Man, I was watching some, some video of his swing uh, and the results, and it's pretty exciting. And it's pretty exciting to, to see and hear what Robert is, uh, is doing in Double A. And again, I mean that guy, that guy could, that guy could jump, and you might see him uh, in a White Sox uniform uh, in August. Um, I saw something uh, in the Trib uh, earlier this week, going back to Geo, um, where there was a comparison of Giolito and Jake Arrieta when when Arrieta was was with the Cubs, and Arrieta was was basically thrown to the curb by Baltimore and. Um, the Cubs acquired him, and, and Gio was sent to us from Washington. And, you know, two pitchers, uh, two right-handed pitchers that, you know, struggled a little bit in their early career, and, and it looked like they weren't going to be able to maybe pan out to what everyone thought they were. And then there Arietta goes and puts together just some, some amazing years with the Cubs and, you know, doing well for himself in Philly now. And, and here's a guy like Gio that put the work in, you know, another guy, Arietta, puts the work in, and Gio puts the work in in the offseason, and you start seeing the results. And in no way I'm saying is he, is he in Cy Young you know, talk right, right now. He's got, he's got some guys, Gio does, ahead of him in, in the American League. I mean, Verlander is one of them. He's not quite there, and that's okay. I mean, if you were to tell me that uh, you know, heading into June, mid-June, Geo is going to be sitting at eight and one with an ERA under three. I would have lost my mind. You know, I, I understand. I also have to take the the Lopez at three and six with a six plus ERA. I understand that. That's tough to stomach. But I love this trend for Geo. You know, and if he can t- get a taste of the All Star game this year and continue, 
to put in quality starts, trust his staff, stay healthy. You know, maybe Cy Young competition is next season. Maybe he is in that conversation, uh, you know, in 2020, 2021. You know, I thought it was an interesting comparison in the Trib, uh, Giolito and Arietta, And, you know, boy, if we could get um, out of Gio what the Cubs got out of Arietta, I think we're going to be uh, extremely uh, happy as Sox fans. Um, that's about all I've got here for episode 25, uh, Good Guys Talk Back, uh, your fan-centric and blue-collar Chicago White Sox podcast. Uh, the Sox got a day off on Thursday and then traveled to Kansas City for a three-game series starting on Friday, June 7th. That should be a very interesting series based on what has been happening between the Kansas City Royals and the Chicago White Sox, uh, especially our, uh, our man, Tim Anderson. So the Sox sweep the Royals. Royals are going to be looking for some redemption, but boy, if we could really you know, put the spikes on the throat in Kansas City, we could be walking out of Kansas City at 32 and 32. Uh, pretty good stuff. Uh, folks, uh, if you are, are on Twitter, uh, find us uh, with the handle at GoodGuysTB. Follow us uh, for all different kinds of Sox information and just classic retweets. Uh, if you're on f- uh, Facebook, like our Facebook page. Just find and search uh, Good Guys Talk Back. Uh, please, if you enjoyed this uh, podcast, we would appreciate if you gave it a rating Pass it along to your friends and uh, subscribe. And every episode will just show right up into your inbox and you will be current on all things Good Guys Talk Back. Uh, For Jeff Julian, who is on uh, vacation, I am Nick Murawski. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. Go Sox!